and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of the Vrongios podcast. I am your host, Ryan Gatos, and this this is the second episode of a thing that I'm going to hopefully be doing for quite some time. I uh, created the podcast last night. Uh, I It's going to be on iTunes soon, so you can listen to me on your iPod. That's going to be something crazy, crazy for some people to listen to listen to this kid on their iPod um you know I'm not going to talk about much this is be a pretty short one since I got school tomorrow it is Thursday October 25th 12.55am this is the World Series reaction episode game one to my surprise the San Francisco Giants took game one from the Detroit Tigers 8-3 in dramatic fashion dramatic because the Kung Fu Panda Pablo Sandoval did something only a few only Babe Ruth Reggie Jackson and Albert Pujols have done hit three home runs in a game. And Sandoval, probably the lesser known of the three of the club that he joins. Um, he was the man in San Francisco tonight. Uh, he he really gave a great performance backing up uh, starting pitcher Barry Zito. And he did it off Justin Verlander twice. And then in the fifth inning against Al Albuquerque. That's a fun name to say. Al Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, Berlander picked up his first loss of the year. Only in four innings. Letting up five earned. And six hits. Striking out four. Not so good for Verlander. I thought, as you probably, if you've heard me last night... I thought it was going to be a Verlander show. I thought he would have had it. But he was outdueled by Barry Zito, who more and more, it seems like he has something to prove when he's pitching. It seems like he's out there for more of a purpose than he's pitched all of his career with the Giants. Remember 2010, he was not on the playoff roster. Left off, did not contribute to the World Series team, but the team still gave him a ring. This time, he is contributing with a force. He picked up the win in game one, going five and two-thirds, with uh, line one earned on six hits, striking out three batters, and then the bullpen took over. Lincecum, two and a third. Jose Mijares, a third. George Contos, a third. Even though Contos let up two runs, uh, Johnny Peralta home run. And then Jeremy Affelt coming in to close the door. Very good performance from the Giants bullpen to take the win. Uh, you know, Sandoval said after the game he was excited to be part of history. Uh, it's He said in an interview with Fox, it's 
one of the things when you're a little kid you're dreaming to play in the World Series. And he, uh, so he got a good pitch to hit. Oh, Verlander ain't. Got it. As for Zito, he said just the opportunity alone was kind of mind-blowing. Me and my wife were, like, dancing around and stuff just for the opportunity. This is just icing on the cake. To be able to have the boys come out and swing and play unbelievable defense. Blanco out there getting it done for us to get the win. It is huge. And... Yeah, oh, sorry, I got into a bit of a daze there. Um, you know, the Tiger offense wasn't wasn't there until, you know, the ninth inning when it was way too late. Uh, Sandoval actually finished 4-4 four for four with 4 RBI on the game. NLCS MVP, Marco Scudero, 2-4 for four on the night. Buster Posey, 2-4 for four on the night. Screw also had two RBI. Angel Pagan had two hits, two doubles. One off Verlander, the other off Jose Valverde. Um, the bottom of the lineup did not do that great. Brendan Bell got on with a walk. Hunter Pence struck out three times. Gregor Blanco struck out three times. So there's your pros and cons of the Giants. Game against the Tigers. Now, uh... Game two is this later tonight. Uh, we'll see who wins that game. I'm gonna take you to the the probables right now. I mean, it was the Giants did something. I told you. I said last night. I thought that the Tigers were gonna take game one, but uh, they could take game two. I mean. Giants have Madison Bumgarner on the mound. He's not had a great postseason. 0-2 with 11-2-5 ERA. And Stoke Fister, who has been doing all right. No wins, no losses, but a 1.35 ERA. Going back to Bumgarner, Bumgarner's last three starts. 0-1 with a 14-7-3 ERA. Two strikeouts. Not so good. Uh, you know, Fister, the only, the only player Fister has faced in the last five years was Marco Scudero, and in 11 at-bats, Scudero possesses a .091 batting average against Doug Fister, and we'll see, it's, most of these Giants are getting first at-bats against this Tiger pitcher, and it, it could possess a little bit of problems. They don't know what to expect. They don't really have any other kind of scouting report besides film and notes to really do anything. They don't know what to expect in a game-type situation. Uh, same thing with the Detroit hitters against uh, Bumgarner. I mean, Bumgarner has faced more hitters than the, who the, Tiger, than the Giants have faced against Fister. Uh, Prince Fielder, since he was in Milwaukee, has gotten the most at-bats against Bumgarner. He's batting at .429 in seven at-bats. He has one RBI off Bumgarner. Dummy Young has one hit off Bumgarner with an RBI. 
and the rest no home runs no nothing like that uh six six seven for austin jackson three 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 for infante even triple crown winner miguel cabrera only has one hit against uh bumgarner so it's gonna be an interesting matchup it is a five o'clock start tomorrow i don't know why they're doing that um Imagine it's on Fox. Probably listen to it on ESPN Radio or wherever. Whatever your poison is for listening to ball games. Uh, like I said, I don't really have much to talk about. If you did catch it last night, I did write an article about David Ortiz and. Uh, you know, Bobby Valentine said some comments about Ortiz, about his, his work ethic at the end of the season. Ortiz only played one game uh, from after July 16th because of a strained Achilles. And Valentine yesterday said on NBC, on an NBC Network show, uh, I'm not clear on the name of the show, but he spoke about Costas and basically said that Ortiz quit. Ortiz quit on the team once Beckett, Crawford, and Adrian Gonzalez were all traded. He shut down. Now, Boston general manager Ben Charney struck back, told ESPN Boston's Gordon Edis, excuse me, that I wouldn't be trying to resign if I had any concern about David's commitment to baseball or the Red Sox. And there you have it. Red Sox are, in fact, Committed to Ortiz because they feel like Ortiz is committed to them. They work on new two-year contract worth of about $25 million overall. It's going to be interesting to see if how Ortiz is going to play for the rest of his career. If it is indeed coming to an end in Boston, how fast will it end in Boston? That's, that's a good question. Uh, also yesterday, I wrote an article about Redmond, I, in the last podcast, I was speaking about possible um, candidates to take over at the in the Miami Miami Marlins job for the Miami Marlins job, and it looks like catch, former catcher Mike Redmond will is the top choice for the Marlins right now. He was interviewing tonight for the job. We'll see. He remember he is. He does have managerial experience, very minimal, for the single A Dunedin Blue Jays and the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Uh, the Marlins were are looking for someone not with a lot of experience. Uh, there's been links that Michael Wool could be there. Uh, Jeff Conan was brought up. Rich Renteria from the early Marlins. The original Marlins was brought up. You can cross out Bobby Valentine. Manny Navarro the Miami Herald said that Valentine is not a candidate. Uh, President of Baseball Operations Larry Bifest said the Marlins will consider candidates that do not have managing experience at the Major League level. That's what Redman has. Now, another name that I was kind of shocked, and I had to do some research on, 
was Brian Price. Now you're probably asking, who is Brian Price? And I will tell you who Brian Price is. Brian Price is the Cincinnati Reds pitching coach. Okay, what does that do? Remember, he's he's handled guys like he's brought Matt Latos back to speed. He's gone with Cueto. Edison Volquez, when he was doing well in Cincinnati, he was with uh, Aroldis Chapman, famous fireballer right now. Price could be a good fit because it would help out Josh Johnson a lot and be given the Marlins a reason to keep Johnson. Now, uh, what was I going to say? Price comes from mainly pitching background. He started off with the Seattle Mariners, won USA Today Baseball Weekly's Coach of the Year Award when he first started out in 01. Now, remember that team, Moyer, Sasaki, a very good Mariners team. Then he drifted off to Arizona. In 2007, he won Baseball America's Coach of the Year Award. So he has some good coaching experience. It would be beneficial for the Marlins to look at him more than just a possible assistant, but as the team's full-term manager. Now, speaking of managing, you know, there are other teams that need managers. One, Colorado Rockies. Now, all signs point for the Rockies to be going after Jason Giambi. Troy Rank of the Denver Post said that Jason Giambi, former designated hitter, former first baseman of the Yankees and Oakland A's, current Rockies first baseman, he reported that Giambi blew away the Rockies in an interview. Imagine Giambi as a manager. If I was up, I'd be scared to be having him come out and having a face. He's a big dude. He's nuts, too. Uh, if, if Giambi's not the guy... You know, there's been other other people like uh, Tim Wallach, third base coach of the Dodgers, uh, Sandy Alomar, junior former bench coach for the Indians, who has also been tied to the Toronto Blue Jays job. Mike Gallego and Brad Austin are also candidates that could be in for the Rockies job. Austin blew away the Red Sox, did not the job due to John Farrell getting it there. Rockies have a lot of a lot of candidates to make. They they got a lot of good players, uh, people to run, possibly run their team. We're about 15 minutes into the show. We're gonna run for a little bit longer. I'm not really expecting to do too much. Moving on from the Rockies job, the the Blue Jays still have a lot to consider, too. Randy Knorr has not been contacted by the Blue Jays' national bench coach. Uh, we, we'll see if he's even contacted, like I said, Sandy Alomar, bench coach of the Indians, who did not get the job with Cleveland instead of instead uh, Tony Francona did. Well, Francona was... Liked by Shapiro and Chris Antonetti in Cleveland, so that was kind of a given. 
Uh, Wallach could be another name for the Blue Jays. DeMarlo Hale is also a person for the Blue Jays. Not much happened today. World of Baseball. Uh, you know, yesterday, Ozzy Gann was a big name. To, you know, Gann was a big name to get fired. I mean, he, uh, very outspoken. Uh, his former catcher in Chicago, when Gian was managing the White Sox, AJ Pierzynski reported said uh, that Gian wants to work again. But I think that you know, old Buster only said this. Uh, he said that in this day and age, the way the media is with social media, it will be very hard for Gian and Valentine to manage the way the media is. And, you know, it's not only criticism from writers now. If you were on Twitter, you will get, you will hear from everybody else. Everybody else, trust me. I know. I've, I've taken the heat. I've taken the heat. I've stood in the kitchen. It's rough. And it's hard not to explode on some people. But people like Ian and Valentine, I. It, it would be. It would be really hard for them to make it in this day and age. Uh, it would be really hard for a franchise to go after one of those guys knowing the baggage that is now going to carry over. Valentine was unliked in Boston from the very beginning, and Ian made himself unliked. From the very, very beginning, when he said his comments about Castro in Miami, it's both players are, both managers are really in deep in baseball, and in deep, not in a good way. Uh, my battery winding down here. I think we're gonna wind down here as well. Remember, folks, game two is tomorrow. Game two of the Giants. Bumgarner versus Fister on the mound. Uh, it's going to be a good, good game. It's going to be a, still a lot more baseball to play. Um, if you want, subscribe to this podcast. Come back. Check on the blog every, every few. I don't really blog. I wouldn't be blogging on this blog a lot. I am more into the... Uh, I'll post my archives on here. I got a lot of archives from Bleacher Report and whatever. Catch my writings on rantsports.com and follow me on Twitter at Ryan Gay Dose. That's the at symbol, Ryan, R-Y-A-N. My last name, G-A-Y-D-O-S. No spaces in between any of that. Also, search my name on YouTube. You'll find me. I'm starting to put up more videos, more video content with my writings. Uh... I haven't been writing a lot this week. It's been a busy week. I did a King University Cougar men's soccer game this evening. They lost to William Patterson, possibly knocking them out of the playoff situation in the New Jersey Athletic Conference. Did that today. It was a pretty big day.
Uh, anyway, I hope everybody stays safe. Uh, we're going to do one more show tomorrow to round out the week. And I hope you uh, check in with me every so often to get the latest on Major League Baseball and the surrounding sports that are in our world today. I'm Ryan Gales for the Ryan Gales Podcast. Thank you for listening.